You are now listening to In Between Classes, presented by The Mesquite. In our first episode, I, your host, Chris McCullough, had the pleasure of sitting down with Dr. Brian C. Brantley to discuss the field of mass communications, the importance of interpersonal skills, sports broadcasting tips, and the up-and-coming cinema club at A&M San Antonio. When asked about his decision to study mass communications, he had this to say. Initially, long, 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 long time ago, back when I was an undergraduate, um, I was... So when I first went off to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and my grades reflected that. And then when I tried again a second time, I had more of a sense. I was better at it. And it helped that I was going to a different university. Everything was different, so that was more of a fresh start. And my second time around, um, I was majoring in, I was a double major in journalism and radio television. The University of Houston has a big enough, um, right now it's the College of Liberal Arts and Social Sciences, which is, I think it's the biggest, you know, academic unit on campus, um, but they had a big enough uh, communication presence that you could have a department of, you know, or at least a program in just radio television and a program in just journalism. So I, at the time I knew, I knew like I was positive, I was going to be a sports broadcaster and I was going to do a better job than any of those losers <laughs> on television or alternately same with uh, political journalism i would be a uh, 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 do political interviews better again better than any of those jokers yeah. <laughs> um and the problem was well there were several problems with that one was i had a full-time job which you know is uh lots of uh lots of students do and work around but the problem was as many of my students have found out uh journalism requires you to do a lot of work out of class, outside of class. And I just did not have time to do a full-time job, you know, eight to five job. Let's not even, um, like if there were shifts that I could take later is eight to five every day. I, I got, I was lucky. I had a very understanding boss who let me take long lunch breaks. If it meant that I was going to campus for a class Mm -hmm. and then coming back to finish work later. Um, but Doing all that and driving all around Houston, which is bigger than San Antonio, and San Antonio is not small, mm-hmm. um, to you know get interviews with people who didn't know me and watch meetings that were boring, and it just that that wasn't that wasn't going to work. So something had to change. So I dropped the radio. Te- the, excuse me, I dropped the journalism part and just stuck with radio television, um, and. So that was good because I learned, you know, I learned how to write. I learned, um, I learned stuff about the industry. I learned about uh, trends, national, international trends. I learned about technology. Um, All that was really good. What I didn't do was learn enough to get me a job. Mass communications, but more specifically journalism students, 
have a tendency to go above and beyond the surface level of research that Google or Wikipedia can provide. Can it be because they see interpersonal skills being more valuable than sitting behind a desk? It's not just that it's much more valuable. It's also, I think, it's more difficult in both cases because that's not what we're taught to do anymore. Yeah. Nobody learns anymore. Or I'm not going to say nobody. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. But it's less necessary now to have to know how to talk to somebody on the phone. Yeah. It's less necessary to have to know how to find somebody's office and go visit them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much more that can be accomplished just through internet-based communication that I, I think our interpersonal abilities have suffered. Yeah. Some. I know mine have. Basic necessities. Eye contact. Talking, yeah. 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 Just to, to being able to make that phone call. Yeah. And overcome whatever anxiety is bundled up with that. I don't like, I mean, I like texting, but uh-huh. phone calls for me is just, it's, it's a weird thing because that it's not necessarily genuine. Because, like, the person could be watching a movie and trying to talk to him on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'll, my mom will call me or something like that, and I'm, like, playing video games. And I'm obviously not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like a text is much more genuine and more, like, straight to the point. I get more out of it. But yeah, person-to-person conversation, I value more. No, that makes sense. If somebody's there, you know what they're doing. They know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not paying attention. It's, it's quite obvious. It is. It is. Yeah. To all the future sports broadcasters listening, Dr. Brantley's dissertation provided a notice to those who are not only looking to stand out from the competition, but also make a difference with their voice in the broadcasting field. Um, okay. So it's hard. None of the people, I would bet actual money on this, none of the people whether it's newspaper writers in the research that I looked at or whether it's television or radio broadcasters in the research that have been done before me, none of those folks think that they're doing anything wrong. They think that they're just, they're calling it as they see it. And here's the thing, everything that they say is true, right? So athletes that they're describing as having fantastic natural ability do. Athletes that they're describing as having a fantastic work ethic, they do have a fantastic work ethic. It's just they're only telling part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, every professional athlete, black, white, or other, has fantastic natural abilities and fantastic work ethic. Certainly much more than any of us have, any normal non-athletes have. So... Um, I guess one thing that I would uh, recommend is um, don't be shy about examining your own biases um, in the sense of don't be shy about examining why you think what you think. Why did I say those things that I said? You know, listen to your work. If you are wanting to be a sports broadcaster, do some practice broadcasts watch a game with no sound on and record your commentary about it and then listen to it. Listen to it with an eye for correctness. Did I get all of the things right? Did I get the names right? Did I say everything? Did I pronounce everything right? But also, um, am I inappropriately making 
one kind of person a hero and one kind of person a villain or something like that. Um, preparation is probably the best way to go about that. And then again, as you're preparing, you know, examine your stuff for just, just make sure you're being as unbiased and as neutral as you can be. Except if you're, um, if you're going to work for a sports team, mm-hmm. not for a network or a channel, but for an actual team, for that broadcasting team, um, be biased because they want that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to work, go work for the Dallas Cowboys, you, I mean, A, I'm sorry, but B, um, they want you to be happy about the Cowboys and they want you to want the Cowboys to win. So then in that case, that's your job. Do that to the best of your ability. Not even a little bit, <laughs> not ever. There is no team that I would ever root for or root against if they were playing the Cowboys, ever. Okay, that sucks because I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm sorry about that. I'm saying that like in a Space Jam scenario, if the Monstar Squad came down and played against the Cowboys, I'd have to flip a coin. <laughs> okay. I'd probably go for the Monstars, but yeah. I mean, what are the Monstars really trying to take? Do we really need all that water? You know, yeah, sort of thing. We have enough. <laughs> <laughs> we can just bring them down like when it rains or something. There you go. I mean, that would affect the circle, <laughs> but okay, that's a different point. <laughs> Before completing his undergraduate degree, Dr. Brantley was at a crossroads and whether or not to quit his job and focus on his academic career. If the opportunity were to present itself, Dr. Brantley would go back in time to tell his younger self to quit his job. If I could go and tell myself something, my past self something right Right. now, I would go back and say, um, quit the job. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It pays well. It's easy. You know how to do it. But it's more important to go find an internship, you know, get some kind of skills that you could actually use to get an actual journalism job since that's what you want to do. Um, not that I would want to be doing anything different now, mm-hmm. right? But um, I th- would be a better professor, I think, if I had taken the opportunity, if I had made my opportunity to um, learn more practical on the ground kind of skills. If I had had the chance to do an internship at the Houston Chronicle, that yeah. I... I just that would be nice that would have been awesome (laughs) um so that's one of the reasons that i've uh that's one of the reasons that we have an internship requirement now is because that you know that missed opportunity on my part helped motivate me to force all of these students here to try to do that it's more i guess fulfilling or more career driven Mm-hmm. If you pursue the internship and put yourself out there rather than doing capstone, then sure. it's just capstone is great for students who know that they're going to go to graduate school. Mm-hmm. It is to go to graduate school with that kind of knowledge of research methods and of statistical techniques that puts you so far above the ordinary, um, journalism graduate Mm -hmm. that I mean it's all of our students who are doing that are are in an enviable position they they have 
they had gained experience that all the people they're applying against, you know, for any, any competitive schools that are out there, they've got something that their competitors can't have because they never had a course like this. So I'm not, let's not say, I mean, both of them, the reason why they're both on the same line on the degree plan, it's either an internship or the comm seminar is because each of them gives you very valuable tools going forward. So going back to what you're saying about the internship, it, um, it does provide you with more focus, more career driven stuff. It helps you develop a network. Once you get done with an internship, you have people in this industry that you want to join who you know and who can recommend you for things and who can recommend situations for you. You know, if you play it right, you've got an ally in the war. And it is a war. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, each episode we want to give professors a minute or two to give a spotlight to their club or organization that deserves recognition. Dr. Brantley's club of choice was the Cinema Club. Join the Cinema Club. Um, the thing about the Cinema Club, it's not just like a movie watching club. It's right. not a club to get together and we all go see Star Wars or we all go see the next Avengers movie or whatever yeah. like that. It's a club that gets you the opportunity to see things that you wouldn't normally think about seeing, that you wouldn't normally be able to see, things that maybe are more challenging than um, a normal easy popcorn flick might be. Um, so yes, join the cinema club. Um, maybe think about being an officer in the cinema club, having a leadership role in it. And just, you know, go into it with the spirit of this is another way that I get to learn about stuff that I would never have uh, gotten to do otherwise. That's what have I can you, recommend. Uh, have you seen Midsummer? I really want to. Oh, okay. I need, I mean, I need to see, <laughs> I need to see Hereditary first, I've heard. Yeah. And then Midsummer. For some it's, reason, I didn't realize, I saw... No, actually, yeah, I saw Predatory first, and then Midsummer. Mm -hmm. Wildly, wildly, they are very similar. Very, um, I don't know if there's like connection between them, mm -hmm. but Ariash, Ash, right? That's his last name, Ariash. I think so. Um, those two are like very unsettling, but very good, very good movies. Um, the last movie I saw was by Gerald Dersomo. Uh What was that? Ger Guillermo. I mean, which, Del which, yeah, Guillermo. Oh, Del which movie um, was it? The Orphan. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know that's another one. It's on my list. Yeah. I know enough about it to be unsettled just yeah. by the idea of it. It's like, a, um, I don't know. When I watched his movie, I'm watching The Devil's Backbone right now. I fell asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, yeah. His horror movies aren't really like horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a love story. Okay. Now there's so many of his that are on my list. Yeah. Um, you know, Pacific Rim was a great, just cheesy, yeah. it's it's a big fighting robots movie, and that's all yeah. that it needs to be. Kind of like Kill Bill. Yeah. 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 It doesn't need to be challenging. I mean, it, it could have been. He, he could, could have been. made it really challenging and, <laughs> and, and boring. But um, uh, he just, he's good at making things that are gorgeous to look at. Right. Just amazing 
you know, he does things that nobody else can do. He think, thinks of things that nobody else can think of. Exactly right. Like, um, I found I found out about him from his video game Silent Hill. Did he do that? He did that. I didn't. And know. I didn't okay. play it. And then it got taken off of PlayStation and stuff like that. But oh goodness! He's supposed to be making a a new game with. I'm not going to say his name. Kojima. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I'm supposed to be making about. another one. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Happy to. I'd first like to thank you for tuning in to the first official episode of In Between Classes, brought to you with the help of the Mesquite staff. We look forward to bringing you weekly interviews, and in the future we hope to have the ability to extend our interviews to students who are going above and beyond of what it means to be a student. I'm Chris McCullough. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.